Good morning. Good morning. You guys are ready to praise Jesus this morning? Yes. We're going to stand to our feet. Stand, on, stand to your feet if you're able. Look in your hymnal 750. In your hymnal 750 and stand to your feet. We're going to sing I've Got Peace Like a River. And we're going to do it Butte Creek Baptist Church style. So be ready on that last verse because it gets a little bit different. Ready? start with Wednesday nights. Um, we finished the book of Revelation. I know. It took us, uh, I think, about a year. and uh, Or so. Or so, yeah. And it was, uh, it was just an awesome study. If you missed it, uh, well, you missed it. Uh, so Wednesday nights, we will not have a Bible study for just a little while. We'll announce it when uh, we have some specials or, or what we're doing. And I'm going to be um, laid up for a little while, so um, that's what we'll do. We'll let you know when Wednesday night starts again, okay? Uh, Woman's Bible Study is on June 4th and 18th, and that is at 10 o'clock, and Linda Tennyson uh, leads that if you want to give her a call. Men's Bible Study, uh, PK, Pastor PK is starting the Acts of the Apostles, and that's on June 11th and 25th at 9 o'clock here. And then you can, if you have any prayer requests, uh, 
There's a number in here that you can call. Here's the uh, the uh, psalm for today, the, the word, Psalm 143.8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Wow, yeah, no kidding. Well, Thursday mornings, the, the um, tops meet at 8.30, and then Thursday at 10, the quilters meet. And so that's your offerings for, or your... Um, Announcements for today. Uh, man, and not to single anybody out today. I don't intend to single anyone out, but we've got a couple of people that's had some health problems and they're back with us today. Pastor PK, love him. And Brother Wayne is back today. And as a matter of fact, Wayne's going to kick off your next song in your praise book, in your praise book number 21. A good oldie called I Saw the Light. Yep, down.
great singing this morning. In your hymnal 147, you'll find a, a song that uh, it, it is just one just to lift up to the Lord this morning. Stand up to your feet if you're able. And uh, let's sing out in your hymnal 147, How Great Thou Art.
Amen. 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 Six fifty-four in your hymnal. Change my heart, oh God. Sit down if you need to. This is a great praise course. Let's just relax and and uh, sing this up to the Lord Jesus this morning. Go ahead and be seated if you want. changed in 
Your word says that we're to be imitators of Christ. So, Lord God, please help us, Lord. We can only do it with your Holy Spirit. So we pray that you'll convict us of our sins, Lord, whatever they may be, and that you'll convince us of the fact that Jesus Christ is coming soon. We pray that, Lord God, you'll bless the offering, bless the rest of the service, for we give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Change my heart, O God. Make it Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may, may I be like you. Let's sing, you're the potter. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me, this is what I pray. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you. Ooh, that's pretty. If I could have the fellows come up, we'll take the offering. Uh, at the end of the service, because there are five Sundays in this month, we'll take a benevolent offering, okay? The very end. So, Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy, your love, your kindness, your generosity, Father. Thank you for your righteousness and justice, your holiness and purity. Lord, we ask that you'll pour out your Holy Spirit on every single person living on the face of the earth today, convicting us of our sins, showing us to, uh, to walk in your paths, Father. We pray for our country, Lord God, and pray for a deep conviction to come over everyone living in this country, that we might support your causes around the world. We pray that you'll bless not only this offering, but you'll bless all of the church services everywhere that are speaking your word by means of your spirit. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
pretty. Isn't that pretty? They could, such good harmony between the two of them, too. Thank you, John. Sir? No, appreciate it. for your word. Truly it is a lamp guiding our feet, our path. Lord, without it we would be totally lost for sure. So Father, we pray that you will uh, loosen up our, our, our hearing, loosen up our hearts that we might hear your word and take it in. And Father, we just pray that we will gain faith by what we hear today from your word. For we will pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my friends. The title of this message is Walking with God. Okay, Walking with God. You know, when we walk with God, He provides everything that we need. There's no worries. There's always a safety, guidance, and fellowship. In fact, in uh, J John chapter 8, verse 12, you don't have to turn there. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, when Jesus said that, his disciples and apostles were there. And, first, and John, in 1 John, reiterates exactly what this is. Listen to this. He says in 1 John chapter 1, starting in verse 5, John says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. So what I just read you in John chapter 8 verse 12 is what John is reiterating in his first letter. He says this, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So as we walk in the light, part of the result of walking in the light is that we have fellowship with each other and that uh, our sins are forgiven, and that uh, we do not live by false means. Let me turn here to, uh, to 1 Timothy chapter 4. You're welcome to turn there if you want to. I won't be in there for very long. Let me say this about walking with God. Okay, let me, let me say this about walking. So there's a guy on October 5th of 1974 named David Kunst, and he was out of Wasika, Michigan. And he, on that date, October 5th of 1974, he completed a walk around the world. Yeah. It took him four and a half years, 15,000 miles. He used, ran through 22 pair of shoes and two mules. And that's amazing. You know, it says in Timothy, it says that we are to train ourselves. Listen to what 1 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 1, says this. 
The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica that before the Antichrist comes, there will be a falling away. And if you remember, it was either last week or the week before, I quoted some figures to you that within the last 60 years, we've gone from 77% of people in the United States claiming to be Christians and going to church to 47% today. That's a huge drop, isn't it, in just 60 years. And, it's shame. And, and the majority of that drop has happened within the last 20 years. Now, it takes a choice to walk with God or to not walk with God. In Amos chapter 3, verse 3, it says this, Can two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Now, I use this scripture uh, sometimes when I perform a wedding. Can two walk together unless they agree to do so? And man, if you've got a marriage and you're not agreeing to walk together, you've got some problems, don't you? And it's the same with us. I mean, we're the bride of Christ, right? And unless we are agreeing with God on how to walk, on how to follow his word, then we're going to have trouble with it. Listen, listen to what Paul continues on to say to Timothy. Timothy was his protege. It says, if you point these things out to the brothers, so he's writing to Christians here, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Verse 7 says this, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. He goes on, he says, for physical training is of some value. Going to the gym is of some value, okay? Working out is of some value. But he says this, godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. You know, folks, one thing that we need to understand, and I don't know if we really do understand it as well as we should, is this, is that in this life, okay, we are building the capacity for the next life, all right? Are you with me on this? Whatever capacity that I'm building here on this life to appreciate God is going to go with me, and I will have that capacity and more to appreciate God when I'm in heaven. But you know, there's a lot of Christian people that don't know the Word, and it's unfortunate because they're not building that capacity. You know, let me ask you this. From the time that you were first a Christian till the time that you're here now, have you gained an appreciation for God? Have you gained a capacity to appreciate what Jesus Christ did on the cross and how he lived a perfect life and died a perfect death, rose again? See, that's what it's all about is we're gaining that appreciation and capacity to love God. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, it says this, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. 
He has shown us what he requires of us. And he goes on to say this. There's three things. To act justly. In other words, to be fair. To love mercy. We have received mercy. We're to give mercy to other people, aren't we? We've received grace. We're to give grace to other people. And to walk humbly with your God. Let me read something to you out of Deuteronomy chapter 10. You can turn there if you want to. Uh, but uh, you can listen also if you want to. Deuteronomy chapter 10, and I'm going to be in verse 12. Listen to what he says. God says this to Moses, and Moses, of course, says it to his people. He says, and now, O Israel, what does the Lord God ask of you? Have you ever come to a point in your life where you ask God, what do you want? What do you want from me, Lord? Maybe you're not really feeling very spiritual and you say, Lord, what do you want from me? Or maybe you're in tune with God and you say, Lord, what do you want from me? Whatever you want is what I want to do. And that really should be our attitude. Whatever God wants is what we should do because he always wants the best. He says, and now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? He gives us several different things. First of all, to fear the Lord your God. I think in today's Christianity, we do not talk enough about the fear of the Lord God. You know, God is great. He is not a buddy. God is not our buddy, okay? God is our creator. He's our sustainer. God is everything to us. And what does he want? He wants us to reverence him. How do you reverence God? Well, you know what? You reverence God by reverencing his word, by doing what he says. You know, my dad was 6'2", about 240. And I'll tell you something. When he came into the room, you had a respect for him. He was a military man. And if, especially if one of us kids had done something wrong, then we really had a respect for him because we knew we were in trouble. And being the oldest, guess who got it first? <laughs> Me. Yeah. So he wants us to fear or respect him. We need to have respect for God. It says that he wants us to walk in all his ways. You know, this word peripeteo in the Greek, in the New Testament, it's a Greek word, and it means to walk or to live. So you could substitute the word live for walk. And we'll do that here in just a minute. He says, And now, O Israel, what does the Lord God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord with all your heart, and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. That's what it says in Deuteronomy. So, we know from the Old Testament that God gave quite a few commands, doesn't he? In fact, we know from Exodus chapter 25 or 20 that he gave us 10 commands for sure, right? Moses brought him down from the mountain, God gave them to him and he gave them to the Jews. What in the New Testament has replaced 
those Ten Commandments. Yeah. To love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So that's your physical, your mental, emotional, and spiritual, okay? We're to love God with all of our being. And what's the second part of that? To love your neighbor as yourself, okay? So he says to Israel, he says, this is what God asks of you, to fear or respect the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands, the decrees that I'm giving you today. So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 to 10, it says this, we do not walk or we walk by faith, not by sight. Let me read it to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You don't necessarily have to turn there if you don't want to. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says this. And I'll be starting in verse... Yeah, I'm going to start in verse... Um, one. one, yeah, no kidding. Thank you. <laughs> They were in the Revelation series. They know. Here's what it says in verse 7. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. The majority of us, if we had our choice today, would rather be in heaven than here. Okay? But we want our family to be there too, don't we? So there's a reason why we stay here. There's a reason why... God leaves us here is because we're supposed to be ministers to those around us. He goes on to say, so we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says that we're supposed to walk in newness of life. In Ephesians, excuse me, that's Romans 6, 4. In Ephesians 4, 1, we're to walk worthy of our calling. In Ephesians 5, 15, we're to walk circumspectly. That means exactly as God wants us to. John 13, 33 says, In this world you will have troubles, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You know, be of good cheer, that, that, that really isn't the best translation because really the word in the Greek would, would say, take courage. You were living in this world, right? This world has its problems. Boy, I'll tell you, it's got a lot of problems now. Let me tell you something. I really firmly believe that we're going to have a food shortage here pretty soon. You watch and see. Not only that, but there's going to be other things that's going to happen Going, there's laws in the books that are being uh, debated and, and they're going to be passed that are going to give, give the World uh, Health Council control over certain things that will affect us. There's going to be people that are not from the United States of America that are going to be telling us what we should do. Now, I don't know about you. I better not say it. I'm just not going to say it. How's that sound? Yeah. 
We, in this world, you will have troubles, but take courage. Be encouraged. I have overcome the world, Jesus says. When Joshua was getting ready to go into the promised land, and they had brought back you know, the reports of, oh my goodness, you know, there's big people there, and there's lots of grapes and lots of all kinds of good food, but man, those people are big, and they were. The, the people that were, that were the Rephaim and the Nephilim and all the rest of them, some of those people were 9, 10, 11, and 12 feet tall, and they were all warriors. And here the Jews were going to go in and God said, you're going to take over that land. And it's like, really? Really? So God says to Joshua, be of good courage. We go on. In 1 John 5, 4, John gives us the answer. Listen to this. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Guess what it is? Faith. Even our faith. That's what overcomes the world. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, Enoch walked with God and he didn't experience death because God took him. In Genesis 6, 9, Noah walked with God and he saved his family. He saved himself. He condemned the evil world and he repopulated the whole world. These things weren't easy. But in Galatians 6, 9, listen to what it says. It says to be encouraged. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. Do you ever get weary in doing good? You know, it's amazing. I'll, uh, I won't mention any names because they're my family. They're not in this church, okay, just so you'll know that. But I've got a sister. You've never met her. And, you know, I've told her, I can't tell you how many times... Well, if, if you have, um, uh, what, what is it when you can't go to the bathroom? If you get constipated, okay? Then, you know, cut out certain foods and eat salads and drink lots of water and everything else. Well, she has to go to a doctor for him to say the same thing before she'll do it. Right? I tell my kids something. Yes, yes, that's, oh, that's a good idea. Yes. And then three months down the road, when they complained about whatever they were complaining about, said, well, did you do what I told you? No. Well, you might want to do that then. Let us not become weary in doing good. Please don't become weary in doing good. Things don't always go the way we plan. In fact, I would say there's a lot of times that things don't go the way we plan, huh? But you know what? God says, I have the plan. My thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. And we need to be trusting that he has the plan, that his ways are above. And when we read his thoughts in this word, you know, it says in the Bible, in Romans, it says, faith comes through hearing. And hearing by the word. I'm just going to say something, and I, I'm not trying to be mean, but when I first said I was going to start the book of Revelation, okay, that was a little over a year ago, I had several people saying, please start that book. Oh, man, that's going to be just great. We're, we're really looking forward to it, right? Several people. Not one of them ended, ended up attending class. Not a one of them. I'm happy for the ones that did, okay? That was awesome. Psalm chapter 23, you all know it, but listen to the words. 
Psalm chapter 23, starting in verse 1, says this. This is David that wrote this. And he was in the middle of all kinds of trials and troubles. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. God is going to provide for us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. In other words, he will give us spiritual nourishment. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. You know, if you're not, if you're not feeling like the waters around you are quiet, then go to God and he will lead you by those quiet waters. It says he guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, God taking care of us is a matter of his integrity. If he doesn't take care of us, then he has compromised his integrity. Why? Because he promised to do that. He promised to take care of us in every way, shape, or form. And here we are. Sometimes we just don't believe that, do we? He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know what the rod and staff is for, don't you? My dad had a rod. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I bet your dad had a rod too, didn't he? Yeah. And it's for discipline, right? And you know, the Bible says, and I, and I, I tell my son this, he just, I just found out yesterday that they're expecting another baby. This will be the third one. Oh boy. And his wife has a different way of disciplining children, okay? See, and I quote the Bible, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? So, uh, yeah, but God does not spare the rod on us. If you and I need discipline, you can be ready. But he always disciplines us in love. It says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They comfort me through discipline. You prepare a table before me in the presence of of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. David says, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we walk with the Lord, even though it's through the valley of the shadow of death, which is a good name for this crazy world, we will fear no evil. And you know what? Goodness and love and peace will follow us all the days of our life if we'll do that with God. Well, let me finish with a couple things. 1 Corinthians 5. Uh, let, me, let me read, first of all, 1 John 2. And this is a very convicting scripture. But it's so true. And I, I have developed this formula, okay, for myself. Here's the formula. Is, first of all, you have to believe in God, Right? You have to be born again. You have to be a Christian. As you are a Christian, then you have to learn His Word. Just simply have to. It's the only way that you'll be successful as a Christian in this word, in this world. Why? Because His Word, His word guides our feet. It's a lamp unto our path. Alright? First, you have to be a believer. Secondly, you have to know His Word. 
The Word, according to the Word, builds faith in us. And as faith grows in us, what happens? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, of the three of these, faith, hope, and love, love is the greatest. Faith builds hope, and hope helps to build love. And as we learn God's Word, we learn to love God. When you learn to love God, your heart will be anxious to obey Him. And as you obey Him, you will be anxious to serve Him. And that's really what it's all about. Listen to this scripture in 1 John chapter 2, and I'm going to be in um, verse 4. I'll be in verse 3. We know that we have come to know Him if we obey His commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But, any, but if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. That's so beautiful. There's your formula, my friends. Know the Word of God. You'll develop love for God. And because you love God, you'll obey God. And because you're obeying God, you'll end up serving God. We don't necessarily need to agonize about, Oh, Lord, what do you want me to do in life? Do you want me to go here? Do you want me to do that? You know what? Keep it simple. Read the Word and do what it says. That's kind of simple, you know? Therefore, my dear brothers, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And neither is the word. What does it say about the word? The Word of God never comes back empty, does it? Every time it goes out, it, comes, it, it plants something. It plants a seed. Whether you're talking to a believer, whether you're talking to an unbeliever, it doesn't make any difference. The seed, plant, the seed is planted. So just as our friend David Kunst out of Wasiga, Michigan, walked around the world 15,000 miles, four and a half years, 22 pairs of shoes, Two mules, will we walk around the world, our world, with God? Will we be willing to do that? It's our choice. Pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, help me to walk with you. Please forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Help me to learn to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we're going to have an offering. So if I could have the guys come forward, we'll take the... And the benevolent offering, my friends, you guys all know what that is, you know. It's an offering, it's a special fund that we have in our budget, and it's there to help, strictly to help people. If someone needs help with rent, or someone needs help with some other kind of thing, with, with uh, food or shelter or clothing, we'll help them, okay? That's what this is all about.
I'll wait till the folks get up here. Father in heaven, thank you for allowing us to be beneficial and benevolent to people that need it, Lord. You've been so gracious to us. Help us to be kind and gracious to others. For we will give you all of the glory and all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If we can stand our feet, let's be dismissed with the Lord. Listen to your children praying. We'll sing through it twice, so it goes something like this. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Sing it together. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. 
for me, that'd be great, okay? <laughs> I would love it. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good Sunday.